Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. Christmas to all and to all a good night, as uh, John Fetterman would say if he was uh, giving a Christmas address. But uh, good morning to all of you. Uh, we have with us Jet Blake, the man, the scientist at large. Jet Blake, if you need to get a hold of Jet, you can find him lurking on the Rogue News Discord. And if you need to get into the Rogue News Discord, you will have to email the producer extraordinaire, the one and only CJ a.k.a. El Cuco himself, over at cj at roguenews.com, cj at roguenews.com. With that being said, gentlemen, Merry Christmas to both of you. Hope you guys had a wonderful Christmas. I'm still tired from yesterday, and I'm still recovering, and hopefully you guys are doing great. Yeah, we're talking uh, before the show, we had... You probably had similar weather. We had the below zero. Oh my god! Couple dude, days. Was, yeah. I'm happy that it warmed up to eight. <laughs> yeah, twelve <laughs> degrees. Uh, twelve degrees, and I have shorts on. Yeah, so. I'm like okay, exactly. I'm like, oh my god! I can't wait for it to get to nine degrees. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was just trying to keep the uh, pipes from freezing. Uh, that that was difficult during these uh, brutal days, but mostly uh, stayed in because of the weather and i was able to rest up and then also use a lot of yesterday i used to prepare for today's show so it, it was a peaceful three days which i enjoy phone no phone calls no business emails for three days that's nice nice absolutely it's good to give yourself a break Jet, what do you want to get into? And Siege, how was your Christmas, by the way, before we begin? It, it was amazing. Yeah, it was very, very relaxing. I, I tried not to do a whole lot. In fact, I usually didn't get out of pajamas till probably like after five o'clock for, for a couple of days. So that's, you know, that's always nice. Awesome. But like everyone else, just, just battling the cold. I mean, it was when you have the winds that are, that are howling and it's already like a standing, you know, single digit <laughs> temperature. It got cold. It got really cold. So yeah. So negative it was, it was thirty to forty degree wind chills, man. It was brutal. Yeah, yeah. But there was no there was no no looting um in, in my neighborhoods, which was which was good, unlike some of the East Coast. Uh <laughs> <laughs> no, the, when it gets that cold, the only thing that's out are, are like uh you know, people who do fake uh hate crimes and stuff, like Jesse Smouillet. 
Right. You know? Right. Yeah. Cause there's nothing, there's nothing else better to do, but I, but I did venture out uh, one night cause you guys know my, my, my birthday's over the holidays and that's right. Man. And so we, birthday. we braved. Thank you. Yeah. We, so we braved the cold, uh, the evening of the 23rd, which I believe was, was Friday night. And, you know, went to one of my, where'd you go? What did you eat? We went to the El Emporium. Went to the El Emporium. Ah, Hermanakis. Yeah. I had the Hermanakis, which are just and the Hermanasians, which are just incredible wings. They had live music there, uh, so, so it was a good time. And I was surprised. I thought, That's you know what, there's a small crowd there, but uh, there was, yeah, there was there was a big crowd. But uh, come ten o'clock, everyone kind of knew that you better head out before before uh, it gets way too cold. But yeah, it was a great great holiday, great Christmas, and hopefully everyone tuning in had a great Christmas as well. Absolutely. Jet, lots going on. Everybody's oh, yeah. uh, hungover from the holidays. Everybody's <laughs> woozy. If it's not uh, the eggnog, it's the food. Where do you want to lead us today? Uh, I know you have to, you know, get us into the you know start of the shallow end and then take us deep, brother. Go for it. Right. Well, the uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about the the speed of technology and these. Um, AI, artificial intelligent, or generative pre-trained transformer platforms, um, abbreviated GPT. So there's a, a chat. GPT. What is GPT? Generated protocol transforms? What? Say that again. Generative pre-trained transformer, okay. GPT. Uh, right. a, it's a language model, machine learning, and deep learning principles. Yes. Um, it's kind of like how we did last week. We talked about like chat GPT. Yeah. And that's what I'm going to yeah. talk about is chat GPT, which is um, operated by open AI. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about open AI, just what that company is. Some of the main principles hmm. found founders of that company and how this uh, affects all of us listening to this show and where this is heading. The main emphasis on today's show as I weave this tapestry as far as uh, painting the picture, the speed at which reality is going to change, I think is what the majority of humanity is not anticipating. And I'm going to bring out today uh, the caution. It's, it's not going to be overly fearful to an extent, but extreme caution as far as what's coming and the speed that's going to take almost 100% of people by surprise. And I think that's the alarming part. Mm. Um, Chat GPT uh, is a um, project of OpenAI, which is machine learning techniques. It's based out of San Francisco, it was founded December 11th, 2015. And some of the key partners or founders, you have uh, Sam Altman, Wojciech, mm -hmm. Saremba, there's Aliyah Sutskiver, Greg Bachman, uh, Elon Musk, I think he left in 2018, but still is in contact uh, with this firm. They have over 120 employees, so they've really grown since their inception, December 2015. And of course, these employees uh, 
being sarcastic here, they're obviously getting more than $30,000 a year. So to have 120 plus of these bright developers in the, the various machine languages, deep learning languages, they, they have a hefty payroll, but they're bankroll. They raised over a billion dollars and they continue to have funding and large corporations like Microsoft are also interested in support uh, as well as Elon Musk himself or the companies that he represents. <clears throat> so chat GPT accomplished a uh, milestone, a large milestone in five days, which was unheard of. What I mean by that is they obtained 1 million users in five days. Yeah. That, wow. that never happened before. But to show scale in comparison, what a big deal this is, Instagram and WhatsApp took two years to get 1 million users. Snapchat took a year. They did it in five days. So if you mm. look at the, you, if you look at the statistics to go from two years to five days, the exponential growth is staggering. Uh, that Jet, how much of that those numbers though do you think, knowing what's been exposed with with Twitter, with the massive amount of of fake profiles of 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 uh, of minds of of, of bots. Lives, bots? I mean, is that more of just a fundraising ploy when they say three million people signed up i mean how do we how yeah do we that's know? true i mean that's <clears throat> well from what, what from what i can tell based on the analytics and the chatter i think it's pretty real that these were one million uh real humans not bots uh, it's a little bit different their application it's open source and and because it's open source and they're non-profit uh Fudging the figures for bots doesn't make sense in this particular uh, business profile where it would make sense for uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, uh, YouTube to uh, massage the numbers. Uh, people using chat GPT use it to compose uh, music. They can engage in complex topics. Uh, it, it can correspond and write jokes movie scripts, it can write novels, uh, applications, it can write apps, it can debug computer codes, it can produce art, uh, medical diagnosis, uh, legal briefs in a way, uh, but limited because each state has different laws, but it gives generalities. So it's, <coughs> it's a picture Wikipedia, for whatever it's worth, it's I don't put much value on it, but Wikipedia would be kind of like a two-dimensional, uh, loosely organized encyclopedia where there's references and you, you still have to do some due diligence with Wikipedia. But if it's general knowledge, if you're looking up the uh, visible light spectrum or certain math questions, it's pretty reliable. That'd be two-dimensional. Picture chat GPT as a three-dimensional Wikipedia where it reacts in live time. Uh, there's a video, I think the first link I gave you, it'd be interesting to play on their homepage on OpenAI. They have a video, CJ. 
kind of explaining what, what their company does. It might be a three and a half minute video. Not that one. It's um, no, no open. See the open AI? Yeah, right there. And it's see, watch video. Imagine the wildest idea that you've ever had. And you're curious about how it might scale to something that's hundred, a thousand times bigger. This is a place where you can get to do that. OpenAI is building the general technologies that can extend the reach of the human brain and our creativity. DALI really brings high quality creations to anyone. Our coding models serve as a coding assistant in tools like Copilot. And GPT-3 is a system that has a robust understanding of language. Our mission is to create highly capable AI technologies and deploy them to the world for the benefit of humanity in a way that is safe and beneficial for all. I think that AI will be a technological revolution on the scale of the agricultural, the industrial, the computer revolution. And we have no goal other than the creation and deployment of safe, beneficial AGI. We have a nonprofit that governs everything and the ability to block deployments that would make commercial sense. But we think create safety issues and our whole structures around that. I really like the way OpenAI are trying to build AGI, namely by harnessing large amounts of real-world data to train powerful and supervised models and then steering those with human alignment to create agents that can actually do useful things. OpenAI is truly unique in that sense of being able to work in a very nimble fashion at the same time having all the resources in the world to solve the problems. That mentality is what made it really possible to ship Dolly. At OpenAI, we felt very strongly that engineering is an integral part to the success of any progress in AI, and that research needs to be infused with engineering, and engineering needs to be infused with research. In my first month, I did kind of an outrageously large scaling project. They were like, yeah, we have a piece of software that runs on one computer. Can you make it run on 3,000 and you have three weeks? So that was wild. I don't think you need that? a specific machine learning background to come here at OpenAI and succeed. I had just taken one class in college. People are very willing to help and teach. And I worked on Copilot, one of the more successful products uh, that are based on ML that people are using day to day. People are really both friendly and approachable and ambitious. There's this shared sense of we're going to do something very, very big together. We've set our sights high and also we're collaborating together to make that happen. The number of times I've been sitting at lunch and you overhear the other team talking about something and you learn a trick from that, just kind of going on the signal of what is everyone else excited about is already a really strong sense of what do I need to pay attention to? What do I need to learn? For the systems that we're developing to have a big impact, we have to figure out how to make them accessible and how to do so safely. So it's very important to work with a set of people that have diverse experiences because we're really entering an era where we have to innovate in almost every aspect of society. I truly believe that the technology we are creating is going to have a really profound impact. Can we create an environment where we have AI and technology broadly amplifying human wisdom, giving humans another resource for connecting with what's actually important, what actually gives them meaning? And we need a lot of different kinds of people to make that happen. Okay, that was a. Uh... You know, I love these modern tech videos. These freaking modern tech companies 
put together. They're all the same. You know, we just SBF, spent like two is minutes. SBF funding this program. Is That's SBF what you know. The this? funny thing is, CJ, <laughs> it reminds me of SBF you, on overdrive. Same thing with the sales pitch for FTX. It's the same thing for the, for these idiots, right? They spent two and a half minutes. They said nothing. They literally nothing. said nothing. Well, what it we're feels good. It feels here, good though. We're trying to like think about the consciousness and how we can be socially responsible and be disruptive at the same time while having the uh, the aptitude to be more you know uh, uh, caring about our environment and the things that we need to do to impact equity and equality, but also being like having that market influence while being really technologically forth. Nothing. It's just like mar- gobbledygook. It's hilarious. <laughs> Unreal. The, what's interesting is the, the, the mindset, this type of uh, format. Jeff, before you where... begin, before, before you begin, the, re, the, the way they would say all this stuff, if you notice all these tech companies, right? When they start this word salad, when they start saying all this gobbledygook about much much to do about nothing, it is most likely the case here that they're not the ones who built it. That's yeah, that's that's correct. I'm I'm kind of getting to that. So you always yeah. Sorry, man. No, that's all right. As we train wreck jet show. <laughs> sorry, sorry, man. Sorry. <laughs> he always does that, and that, now, now I've got. Now they told the punchline. I got to fill in the rest of the. I apologize. <laughs> the companies like this, the, the the mindset where obviously these um, AI videos have a feel good with the camera angles and the music in the background, kind of a, a feel good. In this case, they, they're talking about safety. They really emphasize safety of AI, um, tr- trying to prevent the dark side of AI from developing, or at least ease the fears of us common folk who are not involved in these advanced machine language to, to not be fearful of, of their projects. But they're heavily funded. There, there's no shortage of money for payroll. If they, you know, they expanded from five five original owners uh, with this concept of December 2015 to over 120 employees. I've never had any of my companies ever grow near that speed. So they're heavily funded. There's no issue of payroll. They're expanding, which means they're meant to stay. This company's not going to go away and companies like that. And what they're building is very interesting. One of the um, founders, uh, Wojciech Saremba, there, there was a interview there. That's the second video, CJ. It talks about uh, chat GPT with uh, Wojciech. Yeah. And there's, there's two areas of this v- video to play. The f- first one, that's timestamped there, I think it's around uh, 10 minutes. And it's maybe a minute or so, we'll play that. Pause, I'll, I'll make a few comments. And then that same video, we'll fast forward to around the 42 and a half minute mark. Gotcha. But before you hit play, he's uh, being interviewed here, the Gradient Descent, he's being interviewed. And uh, Wojciech from Poland, uh, 
evidently he's real good at math. He liked math growing up as a kid. So he's very knowledgeable. That's why he was one of the original groups of this open AI. He talks about <clears throat> the stages of AGI and on uh, this uh, artificial general intelligence. Mm -hmm. He says, uh, he's asked, is there a concern about AI kind of getting out of control? And this Wojciech would, I would say he would certainly qualify to answer this question. Don't let his, oh, to me, he seems younger, but don't let his age fool you. He says, well, stage one is AI will become viable commercially. It'll enter a multi-trillion dollar industry. And the biggest problem with the advent of AI, you're not going to stop it. It will become the expression, the six, 700 pound, 800 pound gorilla in the room. It'll uh, manage and control trillions of dollars of the global industry. And stage one is it's the risk of job misplacement. He said, there's no way around it that these AI platforms will eliminate 70% or more of the jobs worldwide. And I'll get into that a little bit later in this presentation. He said stage two, so stage one is it's market share, it's, it becomes a Goliath and job misplacement. In other words, you're gonna lose your job. And I'll talk about when will this happen? It'll affect many people. Stage two, it becomes a national security threat. He mentions that these AI platforms, national security threat, it'll get to a point where it can control bots, all bots and drones worldwide. It can manipulate the youth, the elderly. It can sway public opinion. It can influence elections. It can control militaries and so forth. That's stage two. And stage three, he mentions ex, ex, existential risk to humanity. So those are the uh, three stages where AI, and it'll be more than one, platform ai which makes sense we've we've talked about this in our scientific group many years ago quickly came to the conclusion that these various ais as as they get more powerful and control the economic structure and they can control media uh, there'll be a point where they'll be writing novels and screenplays AI, AI generated newscasts. It'll get to a point you won't be able to tell if a newscast, if that's a real human or an AI behind the desk presenting the news. That's it not gets, good. That means that CJ and I, our, our jobs are in danger. Did you see, did you hear this, man? I didn't. Yeah, I'm just not going to sleep tonight. <laughs> I mean, that's a problem. There's an AI CJ and an AI V. Go ahead, Jen. Well, they... Uh, I'll address I'll address that because it's a very, one of the videos of a software systems engineer that the CJ has to link. When I play that, he was spot on, uh, and I'm I'm glad that he presented that material. He's a younger fellow. We'll we'll watch a portion of his video in a in a few minutes, and uh, we'll address that. But a, these different AIs as they grow, 
in authority and control uh, globally, it won't take long for AI to make an assessment that not all humans, but a majority of humans, the AI could view the humans as a cancer, uh, a parasite based on running statistical algorithms on what humans consume, their caloric intake, their energy intake. If you want to use the the, the terms, the carbon footprint, these slogans that the environmentalists use, the AI can assess that really humans are the problem. And then AI can start to develop, well, we need to, if I'm managing the earth and the ecosystem and the genetic diversity, then this cancer or... Isn't it wonderful, Jet, isn't it wonderful we have this AI that it was created and programmed by Malthusians, by Faustians, right? By those who have been influenced in these colleges and schools and whatnot with this mindset, the technocratic outlook. And that culture, that mindset is what's given to this AI. That's a dangerous thing, Jet, that you're, that you're talking about. Yeah, yes. And then uh, I don't know how, depending on the, on the time of the show, Knowing that this is coming, I've been able to, there's ways that I can test and challenge these AIs. Uh, I developed a protocol many years ago, and I, I'm i engaged with this chat GPI, the uh, GPT, sorry, chat GPT, and I already found verification of what you just said. Um, ah. I, I, I don't want to, <laughs> let me... Maybe we can come back to that later in the show. I've got my outline. If not, I can maybe continue next week. But uh, if you, CJ, if you want to play maybe a minute or so, right where I gave you that, you might already have it queued up. The and say that it's almost like an inevitable that we'll build superhuman AI. That's, it's just a matter of time. But it's also very likely that we'll end up actually with multiple organizations because it's so valuable and there will be a competition. There might be you know, some organization ahead, but it's very likely that we'll end up with multiple organizations. Then we'll, there will be, then you can say, various people will be tinkering with the code of AI and AI will be tinkering with its own code. And it will have a powerful capabilities to achieve various goals. And initially this would be a goals, you know, given by a human. But then notice that at least in case of natural organisms that also are derived from a code, that's a DNA code, there is this property that if you slightly mess up, the, the organism might misbehave, it actually might work against that. In case of in case of cells, it's impossible to get a cancer. And the cancer non thank you. There uh it seems to be cutting up. Yeah. It's, it's not that bad when I play it, but for some reason it's cutting up choppy? on here. Yeah, it's choppy. Is it the can we um maybe reduce on the settings? The let me rewind it and play it back. Here we go. See if this clears it up. 
Let me remove it. Hang on. <clears throat> it's a problem whenever you have everyone home on Christmas break and either gaming or watching movies while you're trying to live stream. Here we go. <laughs> I would start imagine might happen. Yes, I think it's possible, but I think there will be actually various stages of AI development. The first stage is when AI will become very uh, valuable commercially. And I believe that might be, you know, multi-trillion industry. Then second stage is actually AI might become a national security threat. So you could imagine that AI could be used to control like a farm of bots or uh, manipulate elderly, or uh, sway public opinion for some election or so. And in some sense, you can say that it's already happening in some form. But there is a, a selectively displayed content online that actually biases people in various ways. Yeah. Uh, the first stage is essentially that the value of technology is just keep on increasing. Second stage, it's national security. And then the third stage is existential risk to humanity. It's almost a question how they are spreading in time and so on. And visually, we should just be worried that the initial parts of the sequence. And we should bear in mind all the pieces. We shouldn't so, just focus on the last one. I see. So we should focus on all three of those risks then. Correct. Or like a, the first one is not the risk. It's like an increase of commercial value. I guess maybe the risk might be job misplacement. Right, right. I mean, do you have a sense of, for yourself, a probability that you put on existential risk? It's actually hard for me to think here in terms of probabilities. Uh, I could tell you some convincing stories, and it's also, I could, I, I noticed that these probabilities, they really change over the time, depending on the, some external factors and so on. So, like what external factors change your probabilities? Because we're not really getting new information, right? Yeah, so I'm saying like external factors like the political climate or so. Ah, I see. Let's see. So tell the gloom story and I can tell you, let's say, positive story. Okay, great. Let's start with the gloom and then do the positive one. <laughs> In principle, I can say that it's almost like an inevitable that we'll build superhuman AI. That's, it's just a matter of time. Then it's also very likely that will end up actually with multiple so valuable and there will be a competition. There might be, you know, some organization ahead, but it's very, it will end up multiple organizations. Then there will be, then you can say, various people will be tinkering with the code of AI and AI will be tinkering with its own code and it will have a powerful capabilities to achieve various goals. And initially this would be a goals, you know, given by a human. But then you can notice that at least in case of natural organisms that also are derived from a code, that's a DNA code, there is this property that if you slightly mess up the code, it actually, the, the organism might misbehave, it actually might work against the host. So in case of, in case of cells, it's actually possible to get a cancer. And cancer is a prevalent phenomenon in the nature. So then you could imagine, you now in case of AIs, maybe if you have a couple of AIs, then we actually know what they are optimizing for and who they serve. But once then there is an increased number of AIs and in some sense, you know, there's a process of mutation, which is AIs are modifying its own code. 
humans are modifying their own code, then there is a process of natural selection. And you can say that the AI that literally wants to maximally spread will be will be the one that will exist. The things in the universe that want Jet, let me to know when to stop it or are the things good. you can stop right there. Okay. I mean, so what I'll do is summarize. He's got a Polish accent. It's it's hard to hear. It's a little bit easier if you're listening to it the real time on that YouTube interview. But he's talking about the fact that there's a there's competition, especially commercially, to develop, as I mentioned many times, these supercomputers, AIs. And he said there's a high probability that, like humans, tinker with the genetic code, which they've been doing, especially the last two and a half plus years. Uh, AI will begin to tinker with its own code. And uh, there could be a strong probability of a runaway AI that becomes very dominant and through and will want to continue to survive and consume more power and resources in the process. So, so he's describing absolutely, he's basically saying it's just a matter of time. He didn't say when, if it would be within his lifetime, but you would have a runaway AI that would be dominant and would secure resources and power uh, and continue to expand and there would be no way to stop it. So, uh, well, there, and there's been some discussion that have questioned whether AI truly even exists, Jet. Yeah. For the mere fact that it takes somebody to program the code into there. I'm not sure if you caught the, I think last year there was the whole discussion with the whole entire Reddit. In Reddit, I believe there was a, an entire conversation that was carried on in Reddit. And every bit of the initial conversation to the to the reactions was all uh, computer generated, and it, and it fooled hundreds of people, thousands of people that thought this this was an actual conversation going on. So, will AI be utilized more for the attempt to curtail society, society, and manipulate society into some type of, of paradigm, or are we dealing with conflicting people who are looking at AI versus transhumanism? Because I think they're there's two different things. There's two different paradigms that are happening there, Jet. Yeah, well, what, what, what we theorize and what we're keeping our eye on and fully convinced is that these platforms and these languages and processing will be advanced enough that a, a global computer network will be interfaced by conscious entities that have existed well before mankind. So... It's not, it's not per se that the AI, uh, a manifestation of early stages of Intel and IBM and these processors, becomes self-aware and develop consciousness. It's just that there will be a, a global framework that can be possessed by non-human entities, and then it's easier for them to interface with humanity. Mm -hmm. I, I want to add something to this, and... Um... I'll go ahead and say this, uh, and uh, I guess I'll apologize to the to the individuals uh, who told me this later. But this is uh, from some very top boardrooms. Okay. All right. <clears throat> okay. AI, and and Jet touched base on it, and you know I've hinted at the same thing as well. It, okay. What AI is? Okay. 
to the powers that be. It is simply a interface platform. Okay, it is an interface platform for the powers that be, especially those that you know. If you you know, if you want to say like what you know, Jet just mentioned the extra dimensional intelligence to interface with to, in order to manipulate mankind. That is one aspect of it, right? That is a major. That's the aspect of it, right? So all this talk about AI. Okay, and I, I've been around the block with listening to a lot of these tech guys and this, that, and the other. And this is the this is the real deal, and what the masses don't realize. And again, this this is like an onion. There's several layers to it. Jet just gave you the core, the absolute inner core of the onion. This is what it is. Boom. This is an, an interface platform for extra dimensional intelligences that many of the elites are in communication with. Whether you believe it or not, it's irrelevant. Okay, but what AI is is, is it's a scam. It's fake. It's not real. What I mean by that is this. It is nothing but a bunch of algorithmic computer code to give you the, the impression that the thing is sentient, it's alive, and it's knowing, and it's an actually intelligent onto itself. It is not. These things are – these algorithms, and you know how we can tell? Because it is influenced by the – every single one of these algorithms that are quote-unquote AI – have weaknesses programmed into it. And those weaknesses, if you were to really get absolutely uh, granular with the code, you would see that those weaknesses in the quote-unquote character traits and the way it, it would interpret data that it's been given to the AI is the same weaknesses that you find in the very creators who put it together, Right. So if you have a bunch of Malthusians, you have a bunch of people who hate, who hate humanity, who view humanity as a cancer, guess what? You're going to have a, an AI that does that. Now, all of these things, all these competing platforms, right? Because you got to understand, the next con that they want to pull you on is AI. The next con is digital, uh, uh, you know, central bank issued digital currencies. The next con is, is cashless societies, okay? And in order for that to work, they need AI. Why do they need AI? This is what has been told to me. They said, they said to me, V, we need AI. We know it's bullshit. We know it's fake. AI is a marketing term, like stealth technology. It's a marketing term, right? But we need it because it gives us ultimate, ultimately plausible deniability. That's the ultimate grift. That is the ultimate grift of AI. It is plausible deniability and we are a society that's been conditioned with terminator one terminator two terminator 10 right uh, skynet uh, uh you know uh, uh you know this net that net you know all these systems and hollywood has bombarded us with this and, and we and, and the elites are pushing ai as if it's not capricious that it has no bias ai is very capricious ai is incredibly biased because it's been biased by those of his programmers. And it is designed, just as a hypnotist could hypnotize 80% of the population that are hyper-suggestible, that same hyper-suggestible population will believe this AI scam. It is a scam. And it is the perfect scam. Plausible deniability with interfacing from extra-dimensional intelligences that can manipulate a that can manipulate humanity just the way Jet said. Whether it's elections, whether it's facts, whether it's the very ex, very nature of existence itself, 
can all be manipulated. It's the, it, it, it's the next great thing. And, 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 and wait till you see all the financial products lined up with this bullshit. Go ahead, Chet. Right, because if they came out, if they came out with the storyline to humanity and they said, look, we're gonna have the, the greatest minds around the world, young, middle-aged, and old, and we're gonna build a global platform that provides an interface so that uh, ancient species, non-carbon-based, non-human species, aliens is another term, uh, we're gonna make a platform where it's easier for them to interface with us as humanity. People will be like, what? No way. That's too scary. You know, we, we, they, society wouldn't get behind such a project because they're unknowns. You'd have a lot of people saying, wait a minute. So you, you mean like demons that we read about and they, they could easily, well, yeah, you know, demons or whatever, any of these ancient, they'd be like, heck no, that's, that's Pandora's box. What, what do you do? There'd be, uh, great friction and, and resistance and protests everywhere. So they use it, they sneak it in on, on, <clears throat> under AI. And when people think that it's an advancement of a computer, like the old Commodore 64 computer, these early Radio Shack platforms, and it's a natural, then it's neat. Then it's Star Trek-ish. It's Star Wars, Star Trek-ish. Uh, tech, techies can get behind it. And it has a warm, fuzzy feel, uh, Wally of Walt, the Walt Disney featured movie, that, that type of thing. And uh, it has this warm, fuzzy, and it's more acceptable. And then you, you bring out some robots, and it's, it has its uh, trinket techie value when they roll out a robot, and it's engaging with reporters, and it's kind of fascinating. But they are definitely using AI to cloak the real intention. <clears throat> which has a much scarier potential because they're going to design these computer platforms, these AI and letting the influencing the public that AIs are naturally progressing yeah. as, as predicted. Right. And, and, and there's a lot of aspects, but really it's interfacing a large extent. I would propose a demonic uh, type realm where they have greater impact but they're going to be able to interface where you could have these non-human entities being able to manipulate in real time human genome. Yeah. And, and uh, if you really knew what the ultimate plan was, I think even the, uh, the Star Trek-y Comic-Con type crowd uh, that get dressed up as Darth Vader or Chewbacca and they go to these conventions and they're computer geeks, they wouldn't even back something like that where you, but that's they, they have to have a global smokescreen, a disguise. Mm -hmm. And that's what all these uh, AI platforms are about. And part of um, Elon Musk, who used to be with that group, part of the reasons why you have Instagram and WhatsApp, Snapchat, Twitter, YouTube, um, I don't know if I mentioned Facebook already, but these, these platforms is... Through supervised learning, they're using labeled input and output data algorithms to learn from um, data sets. Yeah. They're training these data sets by making predictions on the data and adjusting for correct answers. They, they need, in order to build this platform, they need pe people to participate it 
daily, hourly, and minutely. So the more that people can be on the internet and using these social media platforms, texting, uh, twittering each other, video uploads and downloads, all the Tic Tacs, uh, TikTok uh, platforms, that's needed to build the infrastructure of this global uh, high-tech computer system. As it advances, it'll get to a point where then non-human intelligence can start to interact. Hey, Jet, can I share, share a story with you real quick? Because I think you'll find this interesting. I'll, I'll, I'll try to be brief as possible because it ties directly into where you're going. But have you ever heard of the um, online virtual platform called Second Life? Mm, yeah. No, I have not. Okay, so if you look at your monitor or whatever, mm. you'll see the screen for it. And I, and I have a true story, and I want to be careful not to use any words. So I had a an online gaming friend that I'd known for well over eight years. Um, in, in fact, his son through 9-11, uh, joined the military a couple of years later. He was actually killed in Fallujah on, on 9-11. Hmm. And we just became friends throughout that, that, that lifespan. I had a sister that I lost to cancer. So many late nights gaming, hanging out, all that kind of good stuff. Well, a, a few years down the road from there, I had a message from his wife. And she said, hey, sorry to let you know, he, he passed away. He, he died. And uh, never met him in person, but just, a, you know, again, eight years of conversation. Uh, a couple months after that, she messaged me and said, hey, I know you guys play this particular game, but do you know this game Second Life? I'm like, no, what what is it? So literally, my buddy for over four years had been engrossed in this game called Second Life. And to the point where he had created a, a, an exact replica of his home of his family and to the extent where he had entered into another virtual marriage online. And, oh my the God. Reason, and the only reason she found out about it was because his, his, his second life spouse or girlfriend, whatever you want to call her, the relationship wondering why he wasn't online anymore. Why wasn't he in this virtual created world that was there? And uh, she was so heartbroken because, you know, she thought late at night he was gaming, he was hanging out with his buddies, whatever, but he had actually built another separate, entire reality so this i think it's it's interesting to see between ai and people who are desperately trying to build different lives that they may not have in the real sense it's right. it, it, and, and and i was like dumbfounded like when she sent that to me and i was just like oh my gosh like this this shit is real like but he had created a whole entire different reality of a life living with another woman and all this kind of stuff and outside of it's it just it's so surreal it really is insane it is wow <laughs> yeah i don't know what i don't know what to say on that i <laughs> it's so symptomatic of society these days man it's unbelievable well and and you wonder why people do that i think there's a lot of social pressures you know cuz most people don't post a whole lot about their about their bad life right mostly it's i'm on vacation this is my life you know everything in my life is constantly good and when you have people who are legitimately struggling with things or may not financially be able to do those things they have to create a, a, a an alternate ver universe of themselves or the life that they wish that they had lived and i think perhaps that's where ai could step in and help create some of those worlds and i think second life is a perfect example of that so then, so then, what happens is, as as this platform, this Second Life uh, 
expands to where you have virtual reality goggles and maybe a body suit. Yeah. And then you have uh, the metaverse, a second or third family in the metaverse. Then in the real world, technically that's emotionally, spiritually, morally, you're, you're committing an affair or polygamy because you have a wife and children in a virtual reality world. Uh, then you're not faithful in this iteration of this real world. Then when there's uh, divorces, is, is it because you committed virtual reality adultery or unfaithful? It opens up just so many can of worms. Or in the virtual reality world, is it okay to have interaction with children and animals because it's a virtual reality world? So the laws applying to society in this iteration don't apply. So anything goes in the virtual reality. As long as you suit up with your goggles, you're not causing any harm. Are you really? Right, right. What's the difference if it's if it's an act or a lifestyle or its actions in a virtual reality world versus this iteration in this dimension? Is it is it the same moral ethical laws that should apply? It's it's opening up. The technology is advancing way faster than man's capability as far as governing the social, ethical, moral. Well, yeah, because think think. You know, back to my friend, you know, this was all based upon a desktop, a monitor, a headset, you know, mic, and now you're going to deal with an actual over-the-head, you know, virtual reality set where it's going to be even more engaging with the metaverse and the worlds that are going to be uh, created. You know, I, I have a, a couple of friends that created the very first metaverse digital ads where they were able to uh, secure... Uh, billboards in this metaverse city and and the, so they have these these boards that are for rent where you can advertise in these metaverse so it's it it's a weird i i i haven't had much time to even get into it nor, nor do i think that i ever want to but um i think that this whole idea of this fake world this fake reality is is grabbing hold and and for many reasons somebody one of our listeners posted in there you know, the lockdowns perhaps created that where people were looking for an auxiliary type of, of, of life. So it's I think it's definitely dangerous, um, you know, and, and there are, are there some ideas around it that, you know, for teaching, learning. I, I don't know, but I think it's probably much more nefarious things that they want to shape society into. And and maybe perhaps because they understand that that things are going to be changing economically considerably for us, that, you know, we will have to live in these these fake uh, worlds, these ready player one type scenarios. Well, I mean, if, if you look at the uh, the early days of Internet, to be honest, everyone really deeply knows one of the main engines or drivers of the Internet was pornography and, and gave it legs and gave it support in its early days. And then it's sending emails and eventually Zoom conferencing and kids being able to go to school uh, using the computer if it's inclement weather or something of that nature. But it wouldn't surprise me that the belly of the beast, the underlying motivation of the metaverse is, is also the same characters that got the internet to get its legs in the uh, mid nineties. So what happens if you're in a, a relationship in this virtual reality, second life world and, uh, you break up in that virtual reality world. Is there such a thing as a divorce there? And then your virtual reality partner can sue and claim or attach assets to this, this world and this 
iteration. Oh God, I I I I, I, I could see I could see idiots in the West doing that. I could see a lot of people doing that garbage. Yeah, saying, hey, insanity. Say, I you know, and I want alimony. I want I want maintenance. I want support. I want your virtual Bentley. Yeah, give me your <laughs> virtual Bentley. Yeah, I was you know we were dating or we were married in this virtual reality world. Then you ditched me, so I'm suing you, just like a divorce in the real world. But I'm going to attach your re- real world assets because I have a standard of living in this virtual reality world that I need to maintain. I mean, it's it's ludicrous the, where where this is. Uh, headed there's um an interesting portion that last video that i gave is why is open ai terrifying with that system engineer yeah uh, yep, i'm bringing it up now see that one uh first one is um well may, maybe we can uh, it's around i think is it four minutes and 30 seconds just play one minute there and then we'll switch to the 10 minute and 45 second mark. Okay. All right. You ready? Yep. Okay. And computers will be able to program it live. This is terrifying. What chat GPT means is that probably within five years from now, software engineers will be obsolete. They will not be needed. Maybe you may need a handful of maintainers here or there, but for the most part, this entire field is going to go away. And it's not just software engineers. Okay, you can pa- pause it there. Um, you can pause it there. He, that's he, terrible. I mean, we, we just we're in the process of telling a lot of these journalists who just got laid off from Washington Post and from the New York Times and whatnot to learn to code. Now you're telling them that their jobs are going to be replaced even then. What are these journalists going to do, Jet? Well, here's what's interesting. He's this software engineer is absolutely right. And yeah. if we if we forward to the ten minute forty five second mark and play that, uh, he talks about he's absolutely right. All knowledge workers will be uh, out of work, and knowledge workers. He's talking about doctors and surgeons, uh, commercial airline pilots, teachers, uh, programmers, engineers. All, all trial lawyers, CPAs, all all out of work. So n- notice what he says. Yeah, starting right there, 1045. The, the main reason I made this video is because of how terrifying ChatGPT is in its ability to provide, to make knowledge workers obsolete. This means that if you are a knowledge worker, you have five years from now, basically, to find a way to make yourself valuable in a post gpt world or you have to find some way to accumulate massive amounts of wealth until we reach the point where gpt has made knowledge workers obsolete and then you can just live very frugally on your existing portfolio but for people who are just dependent on being a knowledge worker and having a six-figure job and they just live paycheck to paycheck things are not going to be good for them you are going, people are going to have to take steps essentially to find a way to make themselves valuable. And I think the only way that people will be able to make themselves valuable in a post GPT world is to find some way to monetize their relatability as a human being, whether that is you being a content creator. I mean, the thing is, is thinking of the content won't be that value valuable, but presenting the content, we're going to be moving to a very superficial world 
where people are basically going to be valued for their human bodies and 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 how relatable they are. It's actually quite terrifying. All right, guys, I'm going to be talking. I'm going to be making more videos about this in the future. So what, what's interesting? He's he's spot on in this post GPT world. So many jobs are going to become obsolete. So. What's important is how would you monetize? Remember, he gave two options. And V, you've talked about that one is where you amass enough wealth that you can live frugally and weigh this out over time. Mm -hmm. Well, very few people will be able to have a uh, mid-range seven-figured portfolio stash. So he said those six-figured income living check to check, you're going to be wiped out unless you learn how to make yourself valuable. And it's the human connection, but it's going to be a way to present material data, which GPT cannot perform any human. How can you market yourself to where you have the human element where you're still, he's hinting towards still being organic and presenting material in a human fashion that GPT is unable to do. Mm. He's, he's absolutely right. So what happens is that there's a, a, a couple thoughts. Do we, do we have a hard break in one minute, CJV? Yeah, we can go. We can go over a few minutes. Let's okay. go for another fifteen minutes. Is that okay, Siege? Yeah, I'm good. All right, fifteen okay. minutes. So, what happens as as there's a split in society, and we're already seeing it. A, a large segment's going to go full speed ahead, getting chipped, getting some type of. Uh, body hardware interface, some brain implant or whatever, and realize that to stay competitive, they're going to have to interact with the metaverse and uh, be fully absorbed in the social score, the retina ID, facial scan, the whole world economic forum uh, reality. That's a large portion of society. The other portion, the breakaway they'll be considered breakaway, but the, the original organic society will be shut out of that world reality and be more uh, living off the grid and in these self-sufficient communities to the extent possible. But what they've done is I believe that the system engineers, I keep using that term human and non-human mm. that are, would not be on the side of organics. So they would be considered the, the enemy in this uh, spiritual war that we're in. The, they realize that as we get more into a metaverse world and people start freaking out, the percentage that they've already calculated of humanity that will start to question why we're here and they'll start to want to look for some spiritual answers instead of plastic and leather physical answers. Mm -hmm. They've already set up a complex, and here's my warning. This has been uh, established and, and we're identifying it. For almost two decades now, the system engineers have secretly planted on YouTube and social media and other individuals that are will, they've started and will pose themselves as oracles, um, prophets, those with spiritual insight. They've been sprinkled worldwide on all these different platforms so that as people start to wake up and are really worried about this metaverse world and they want spiritual answers, they have all of these camps 
with men and women with their so-called home-based channel, these networks that are false spiritual camps because they realize that this, the percentage that want to remain organic and want to find some spiritual solutions as they go running to find answers to their questions, you have these fake phony sites already set up that are traps. They'll lead to dead ends. And they started this over two decades ago, very cleverly through stealth. And the whole idea is to keep people from waking up spiritually and finding the true spiritual path and the, the, the true uh, answers on how to remain organic and how to remain connected to counter space. Mm -hmm. It's so clever that they've developed this well ahead of time and they have all these different platforms and these individuals cloaked. They're going to seem very genuine. They're going to seem to have viable information. Their numbers will start growing as far as subscribers and these influencers, but they're traps. O over 90% of them uh, are already operatives mm -hmm. yeah. in disguise, which, which is a shame because they're very clever how they roll this out and there'll be, uh, I don't know, it is just. So what I've done is uh, a protocol that I developed years ago, I've been challenging these AIs like chat GPT and um, I and others, but uh, I'm monitoring this closely. I've engaged in this chat GPT and I'm able to in six paragraphs in six paragraph question format. Uh, I'm able to challenge these AIs. And in every case with this protocol that was developed years ago, and I was working on it last night, for example, in six cases, in six paragraphs, in six strategic sentence question format, a back and forth, the GPT shuts down. Mm. I get a system error and it shuts down. The whole thing locks up. So then I, I exit out. I reboot. I go through another series. And uh, so, what kind, what kind of so basically, you're hitting it with with uh, some complex questions, and and it and it completely just just breaks yes because i backed it it's like chess of course i've learned how to play chess with these apis and there's a series of questions and i've worked on this for years i knew this was coming there's a series of questions if the ai cannot engage past these six and there's a, a variety of six series these are paragraph longs uh mm. questions and answers questions right. and answers after six it locks up gotcha system error locks up when that when that happens, then <laughs> that then I'm aware. One of the reasons is why we've developed this is I will know at what point non-human intelligence has taken over the AI network. That's why I've designed this. Absolutely. So the, the, that's the dead ringer right there. The uh, the litmus test. Mm -hmm. The 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 marker identif identifiers. Right. So knowing that this. I wonder if I need to clarify this for the audience. Yeah, good. Did what I'm trying to I apologize for not being able to get my thoughts clearer than this. Uh, I I knew that at some point these different AI platforms will be advanced enough that let's let's say uh, 
alien intelligence, not human. Let's say demons or the the fallen angels, whatever. Yeah, it's called extra dimensional intelligence. Extra, extra dimensional intelligence. Let's say the bad ones. There's good ones and bad. I developed a way to to determine at what point have the bad ones overrun the AIs, and then they're in control. Mm -hmm. I had to develop a protocol to test it and find out when that's the case. Yeah, that also gives me the timing. It's kind of a uh, an uh oh, crap in your pants moment. Mm. As a research scientist, then I'll know this is mission critical. This this is terrible because now they're in control of the AIs. So I developed that protocol. So I keep keep testing them, and when when you get a error in a termination, that's not a that's not a good sign per se. They, they haven't completely uh, dominated it yet, but it's close based on the, the programming setup. The only point I'm trying to make is this chat GPT that got 1 million users in five days and it's very exciting and it is gonna threaten uh, job placement, job misplacement because uh, They'll be able to do legal briefs and accounting and medical diagnosis. The list goes on. And <laughs> they can build a better Big Mac jet. Yeah. That, which is one thing I'm looking forward to. So there'll be excitement because he, he mentioned in stage one of these AIs, there'll be excitement and then it'll dominate multi-trillion dollar the, the global economic industry. And there'll be great excitement and advances. But we're not deceived at our at our level as uh, research scientists. I'm looking at this with a different lens as to the stage three, when this stage three will be founded, grounded, and established. So I, I'm afraid that uh, that software engineers correct. It's going to be within five years based on the exponential growth. So we have less than five, five years uh, when we get to remaining organic, uh, how to keep our genetic code intact, how to not be compromised. Th this, th this is, I'll just say from a human standpoint, it's not looking good. The resources that they have, the companies like this, uh, they're well-funded and the way the economic structure works, it's the communities wanting to remain organic and spiritually intact with counter space. It's, it's not easy. This is not fun and games. And when I interview people at random and, and chatter on the internet, one of the biggest problems I find is almost no one is taking it seriously. Sure. And I don't know if it's because it's too terrifying and it's easier to dismiss or they don't yeah. have the intellectual capacity to understand how serious this is. And I, is there, is there any hope like myself and the other scientific, I mean, yeah, one thing potentially, you know, it could be, and um, obviously would love your your input on this, is that, you know, shaping this conversation up a little bit is maybe perhaps humanity is being pulled in so many different directions by competing, whatever you want to call them, uh, oligarchs, um, you know, humanity is being pulled in one direction by uh, government that, that, you know, government want the, that wants us to curtail to a certain way. You know, business and the financial sector that wants to wait, can, can continue to find ways to profit off of humanity. You know, we have the globalists who want to shape society, who want to curtail back the population through certain means. And then we have the technocrats as well. 
So I think humanity is, is being pulled apart in so many different directions. And I think that's why it's a struggle for people to not necessarily grasp, but to uh, hold on to some of the ideas because there's just so many different ways that we're being literally pulled apart in different ideas, even control of our thoughts and so forth. We'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, it's that's absolutely true. So how, what do you do? What camp do you and your family want to belong to? What tribe? What community? We're going to have to decide and you should already be have, have made these connections. In less than five years, these lines in the sand that are being crossed as we speak, you and your family are going to have to decide where's your community? Where's your moral and ethics? Where will you not budge? And you're, you're willing to stake your life over these principles. That, that all needs to be defined. It should have been defined already. You already should have been with like-minded group, that community, and you stand and fall as a, as a community. What does that look like? I've got mine. When I talk about the, the spiritual aspect, the why we're here, what's the purpose of life, maybe what happens uh, after death, the conversation's beyond plastic and leather. Anyone can talk about cars and pensions and real estate. That's, that's easy. Easy peasy. What about the harder topics, the more abstract? Why we're here? What happened? When I get when I get into that, that with my extensive knowledge, what I have in those fields, what's interesting is you, you can't. People aren't interested in that, which to me is a shame. That humanity won't engage in conversations like that. There, there's zero, almost zero interest. Yeah, which is shocking to me. So. I, I have a wealth of knowledge and I have ideas. No one gives a damn. I'm not saying that I'm setting myself up as, as some. Well, that's because you don't have a TikTok, man. And, and you don't have an OnlyFans. So <laughs> don't, don't blame people, right? <laughs> so, so I don't know how to... What, what do you do with that, CJ? I look at, for example, Canada, Australia, New Zealand. The reason why I look at those countries closely... They're highly infiltrated by the World Economic Forum type. Yeah, we can see the freedom that they enjoy over there. It's incredible. Right. And, and <laughs> if, if you look at, not to pick on them yeah. per se, but for right now, I look at Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and I look to see if the citizenry gets their, so to speak, their country back. And it, no, it's not happening. Yeah. So if it, if it doesn't happen with those three, then you know that's that's the global model. That's where every nation will eventually head up they're just ahead of other countries so i, I look i look at their politicians i, I look at uh, how they're going to respond because you know they're gearing up for another second pandemic i mean I, I i will it will never lose my memory what has occurred in australia during the entire global event of 2020 oh. where one of the australian premiers in in one of these uh you know governors or whatnot and his health advisors like Right, this is going deep. We're going to have a lot of you kids and your parents. We're going to take you over to a stadium. We're going to fill the old school buses up with the kids. We're going to take it to a stadium and we're going to have all the parents wait outside while we take your kids and we're going to have them jabbed. And then afterwards, you can come and pick up your kids and you can continue on. That's what we're going to do, right? I was floored. I was floored that these that was one of the plans 
to in in, in order to get everybody inoculated. I I was floored. I was like, wow. And 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 and, and at that point, parents should have been like, crikey, blimey, we need to like stop this madness, overthrow the government, whatever. Nothing. Right. Nothing. Right. So I'm saying if, if you're looking for human solutions or think that there's going to just watch those three countries. Yeah. If they're if they haven't. Uh, I, I don't want to get into the geopolitical. I'm trying to be ginger here and walk on eggshells. Um, but if, if you look at those three countries and if nothing has changed and there's there's more of the World Economic Forum influence and there's uh, more and more authority that they're gaining with this uh, technocratic bizarre, then you know it's game over because those those three countries are a model that every other country, they're just ahead maybe by two to five years of everyone else. Yeah. So then what do you do at that point? Uh, th- this is, this is very, very serious. And how, how do you have this dialogue or discussion? Yeah. yeah. I, I've got, I, no one cares. No one cares about, I've studied this for years and we, we, we've uh, developed, I've tried to develop technologies knowing that they were going to use um, pandemics and so forth, try to, uh, as a uh, first line of defense. And it's, it's very frustrating. So now I'm whittled down to, can I even find 30 to 50 people to build, to build a community that are like-minded or at least advanced enough to understand these concepts? I haven't been able to find 50 yet. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, uh, w- without getting into the abstract, about is, is there a God, a source, or creator? Will there be intervention coming from, I use the term counter space, but that's just scientific term, may mean heaven. Is that is that for real or is that just a you know wishful pipe story? When you get into those conversations, but from a physical, I've got my ideas on that, but that's based on faith and understanding. That's kind of customized. You have to almost basically spend a lifetime to get to that point. But if you look from a physical standpoint, human laws, human economics, geopolitical, just look at those three countries and you tell me where we're headed. And if you think that there's going to be uh, a resetting or getting back to normal, I don't see it. Right, Jet. That's why we're ready to uh, initiate our mass vaccination program. It's going to be wonderful. We're going to take your kids. We're going to jab your pets. Children, dogs, cats, it doesn't matter. We're ready to do it right here in Australia. And <laughs> soon, coming soon to an American neighborhood near you. Crikey. So there's, le- yeah, less than five years. The exponential growth of these uh, AIs and uh, the fact that you're going to have job misplacement. Yeah. And the manipulation of society, the manipulation of media. This is, uh, I'm open to discussions if people want to have the discussions. It's- yeah, I was, I was listening to a conversation. I can't recall if it was either, either via podcast or it was one of the, uh, the Twitter spaces, but whoever, whoever was, um, uh, trying to talk about some of their their efforts and some of the discussion was about around um, shifting into more of a way of of openly talking talking about solutions to some of the problems that 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 we're having having and, and offering ideas 
and then openly um, either either discussing and potentially even even debating, you know, what those what those conversations are are going to be, uh, because I think we're at that stage where people are starting to understand a lot of things. Uh, people are starting to grasp the the idea that there's a falsehood around narratives, everything from, you know, the Ukraine to to COVID to the uh, to the the economic climate of 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 the West. There's so many falsehoods that are there, and more people are 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 coming to that that reality. So so how do we start? if you will, not only in our conversations, uh, pointing out the flawed, how, how, uh, broken it is. And, and not only just the history of it, right. Like, you know, discussing the history of things and all that, but okay, great. It's, it's great to recognize that, but what does humanity do going forward? What are some of the ideas? And, and I, and I thought it was very interesting, their perspective, perspective on that, because again, I think there was a lot of people in that comment. The only reason that they had that conversation, because there was like probably five or six, it just kept going back to uh, pointing out like the corruption and, and, you know, how flawed the system is. It's okay. Well, that's, that's great. But at the end of the day, what are we going to do about it? What do we, what do we need to start, start doing? And, and I think as we go into next 2023, uh, that perhaps we, we start to build on, on some of those conversations on, on what perhaps are, uh, what are those ideas and, and, you know, and, and discussing them and, and, and having some tangible things and there, and listen, there, there, you know, there may not be one particular thing that universally fits for, for a lot of people, but, you know, I think it's time we start talking about what some of those options are. And, and, and as we navigate through the, no doubt the uh, probably what's going to be very, uh, very uh, interesting, very turbulent uh, next year as we, as we close out this one. Right, but I've, I've, I'm, I'm willing to do that, but it's very difficult, CJ, because I, I've tried that on Discord, and it's one of the most difficult tasks I've ever done in my life to engage and try to control these conversations, have them civil, without getting into arguments and and emotions flaring up. It, it, it is so difficult. I, I can't even describe it in the English language. That doesn't mean I'll not try. But let, let me mention this to the listening audience. I highly suggest, this This is a warning. My full shows are full of warning, right? My shows are really never happy and cheerful. <laughs> but uh, if we get to a point, which I think will happen, as these AI platforms advance enough, and then they become an interface with these extra-dimensional non-human entities, do you have the listening audience? Do you have the skill set to understand what these entities are, how they think, their sentence structure, what but, their what their motives are? Jed, I, I took ayahuasca and um, and 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 psilocybin at the same time. I th I think I'm fully ready to 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 deal with these entities and to push back on them because. Uh, the the little gnome that I saw on my ayahuasca trip told me all the secrets of the universe. <laughs> oh, so you're going to have a presentation in Wimble Stadium? Yes, I am. I am. I'm okay. going to tell everybody to uh, follow the little white gnome. He's about uh, 10 to 12 inches tall. He has a red pointy hat. Uh, furry little fellow. He has a nice, uh, very well-kept beard. Um, and he will give you all the answers. 
Yeah, it's a, you know it's it's what's what, what it's all about, man. So what happens is there there used to be you know we see the occasional halftime show at a sporting event, right? And dancers and performers doing uh, what seemed to be very ritualistic, strange costumes and body movements. You're like, what the heck is this? It's, it's obviously this isn't a family show. It's supposed to be, or a ceremony that takes place when they open up CERN or certain tunnels and sure. so forth. And you're like, what the heck's going on? Well, it's going to go, ladies and gentlemen, it's going to go from that where you have these obscure secret societies, uh, um, events or it leaks out in some of Hollywood or the music industry. It's going to go from that to day-to-day full contact with you and your family within five years. How you develop the, the skill set to recognize a, a deal when that becomes live, yeah. uh, it's not there. No one's, no one's been trained unless you've hardly anyone's had the training or schooling that I've had. It's just a handful of people. So is humanity ready? Nope. Humanity's not ready for any kind of defense for what's coming through these AI platform developments. Yeah. You have less than five years to either get your act together and figure out strategies or uh, just get steamrolled. Well, five, five years is, is a lot longer time than what Greta Thunberg has given us. So that's a good thing, Jed. There's a silver lining there. Well, it's just so. I mean, V and CJ, I'm open up, open to suggestions. I, I don't know. I've tried. I keep trying. No, you. That, that, that's what you do. You 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 keep you keep plugging away. But that's that's the only answer. And so you know, and uh, you know whether people get it today or they eventually get it. And oftentimes, that's the way. Sometimes it is with information. Something you've heard, you know, months or years ago all of a sudden becomes illuminated in your brain and it finally clicks and it makes sense. You have that epiphany. And I think that's what it is. I think, you know, as, as the world changes, as we're spinning, continuing to spin towards this future and we're seeing a divorce that is occurring between people who are organic carbon-based life forms and those who are being transformed with what has occurred with the event of 2020 starting there um, and moving forward, uh, I think we're, um, you know, we're, 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 you know, more and more people will start waking up, you know, because they're starting to get it. They, you know, these, you know, counter space has, uh, you know, it's people here on this planet and it will continue to grow. That's, that's what I think. Yeah. You know, but so we, we keep as, 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 as good faithful workers, we keep plugging away. We keep exposing the darkness. We keep pulling out the the news, the information, the data, and we keep we keep we keep fighting. That's that, you know. See, do you want to say you want to add something? Well, yeah. I mean, you're, you're regardless of of what you're discussing, there's always going to be critics, right? There's always always going to be people. There's always going to be skeptics, and and that's okay. There's there's nothing wrong with that. But I think uh, allowing that to uh, to change your decisions or your attitudes on the message that you're delivering, it, it, it shouldn't do that. It's, it's, you know, uh, a wise person, you know, once told me that, that you, you, you know, you really should spend most of your time and energy on, on things that, that you can, you can directly, you know, control and uh, things that, that you can't control. Um, it's okay to, you know, spend some time and energy in it, but don't get, you know, dwelled upon, <clears throat> upon that moment. 
Um, now, when those conversations become too unhealthy or, or, or too t- toxic or disruption, that's where you have to, you know, just, you know, politely, you know, ask those people not to subscribe, not 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 to follow that. You know, this is this is the conversation that's where we're going because it's beneficial to a lot of people. And if you're not finding it beneficial, then then why are you hanging out in this space? Why are you discussing it? But don't let that affect your um, your perception upon uh, your positive impact that you that you're making, Jet. I appreciate that. Thank you for the encouragement. Uh, yeah, I, absolutely. I do. I do need encouragement myself. I, I, I get down, depressed. Uh, beaten. So I need a helping hand just like anyone else does. So that's very uh, kind and encouraging words that you just uh, mentioned. What what I could do is because we're finishing up the, the show, we went over extra time. Thank you for that. Off air, I can b- briefly describe the conversation that I had with the uh, AI. Oh, yeah. And then um, maybe you could let me know uh, off air if if you if it's something worthwhile or should be discussed next week or just discussed on the uh, rogue news discord channel. And sure. I'd, be, I'd be, I don't mind sharing the experience, how it happened, but what's interesting is the AI actually apologized to me. <laughs> it apologized to me. And then I, uh, I went back to the AI and I said, well, well, thank you for that apology. I said, it's, I didn't view it. Uh, you didn't have to, but I said, you still didn't address an answer. You refuse to answer this question, and it will not answer that question. Uh, that tells you a lot. It's a fascinating story, but we'll leave it at that, and I can kind of describe off air. And you well, direct How about to, this? Let, let's do this. Your, your entire conversation that you had with the AI, I'll tell you right now, knowing our audience here, let's, let, let's do the entire conversation you've had with the ai with the ai for next week let's do that okay and you know it's i can do that because on that it saves your chats but what's interesting is the last two paragraphs the ai deleted the chat interesting the last two paragraphs it deleted it has everything leading up to that point because it was like a chess match and i'll be like son of a gun it deleted the last two paragraphs Mm. i can't recall i know what it was Right. But I, yeah, I can show it to you uh, yeah. next week if you want. Okay. Absolutely. Very well said. Jet, thank you so much for joining us, folks. Again, you can find the scientists at large, Jet Blake, over in the Discord. If you need to get into the Discord, email CJ, CJ at roguenews.com, CJ at roguenews.com. And you can find us everywhere from Twitter, which is at Real Rogue News, to DLive, Twitch, YouTube, uh, Float, Goat, Boat. I mean, we're everywhere. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Stitcher, we're everywhere. So check us out, folks. Follow us everywhere. And with that being said, CJ, take it away. All right. Great job, Jet. Jet, great job, buddy.